It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Alaska. Rugged. Wild, beautiful, free. If that calls to you as it calls to me, hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. Welcome to Alpha Male Podcast. The podcast where we talk about manliness, the right way, with God at the center. We are made in His image, strong, dominant, and in control. And we don't apologize for what we were made and created to be and walking that out in this world. If you've listened before, want to help this message reach more men, scroll down, hit some stars. If you wouldn't mind leaving a review, I appreciate you. With that, I'm going to plug in the bio. And then by God's grace, we'll have a good episode for you men today. So, who am I? Who is this person talking to you? from across the internet. Why should you listen? First and foremost, I am a Christian, a servant of God, and a follower of Jesus Christ. God has blessed me to do many things in my life, for I could do nothing apart from him. U.S. Marine Corps combat veteran did a couple of tours in Iraq. As an assaultment after my combat tours, I was an urban warfare instructor for the Marine Corps under Mojave Viper. Also served in the U.S. Army, both full-time and part-time National Guard. Also did several years in law enforcement, LAPD. I worked regular assignments and more specialized assignments. Been a private contractor for a three-letter government agency. That's all I'll say about that. Been blessed to be a state rifle and pistol champion. And West Coast Regional Rifle Champion won more shooting competitions with the talent that God's given me than I can actually remember was blessed to be the commander of a tactical team in a large metropolitan area. Our primary job, the reason we primarily existed, was to stop active shooters. I got the opportunity to head up and be the commander of that team. I grew up around guns, hunting and shooting, and competing at a very early age. Been blessed to hunt all over this beautiful country from whitetail on the east coast to mule deer on the west coast and bear and elk and all manner of things. I've even been a professional big game hunter and guide. But again, most importantly, I'm a Christian. And I am your host, Michael Melito. Welcome to the podcast. Alaska, the last frontier. Not really, I don't think, but for Americans, American citizens, where you can go and live as a citizen right away, I think it really is the last frontier. I got thinking about this the other day, because I've been thinking a lot about Alaska, just yearning to get out west again, if you keep up with the doings of myself and my wife. You'll know that we live neo-nomadically, we're both blessed to have jobs remotely, meaning we can work from pretty much anywhere. 
My wife's job went that way during COVID, and I, by God's grace, have been doing this podcast for, I think, six years or so now. For a while, I did it, and it just cost me money, and people stepped up and said they wanted to support, and to each and every patron, a sincere thank you. But I thought if people were willing to do that, maybe I should do this podcast more than a couple of times a year and step up and give it a real go. And since then, been living neo-nomadically because that requires sacrifice. One of the biggest expenses, thinking outside of the box, was rent. And we thought, how can we do this without having to pay rent? We'll live as neo-nomads, living nomadically, traveling around the country. Off-grid is a sliding scale, but living fully or semi-off-grid. We lived in Nevada, Arizona, Oregon, Idaho, just since we've been doing this, to give you some idea. And we really like it out west. I especially like it out west, if you knew my personality. I like wild things and wild places. True wilderness. Not like a city park with designated paths. Like pure wilderness. Wild and free. Anyway, my wife... I love my wife. I am very blessed to have an amazing wife. A wonderful gift from God. She is a lot closer to her family than I am to mine. She wanted to spend the winter closer to her family. Her family lives in Florida, the majority of them. Some of them live in Michigan, which we stayed at for a while. But her close family, young nieces and nephews, mother, brother, they live in Florida. So I'm here for the winter for her in Florida. Let's just say, at least where I am, Central Florida does not quite suit my personality, and I'm going to be nice, and that's all I'm really going to say about that. But I don't know what the future holds. God is in control of my future, not me. It's a fool's errand to think that I have control over my life. I am a servant of God, and I mean that. God told me tomorrow to pack up my stuff and move to New Jersey, the last state in the entire country I'd probably ever want to live most populated, densely populated state in the nation, I believe. If he told me to do that, I hope that my response would be, yes, sir. Because I trust God. I know that he wants what's best for me, and I trust him even if I don't fully understand. That caveat being said, God willing, my wife and I are planning on traveling to Alaska. I've been thinking about this a lot here in Florida. And why Alaska? Well, a couple of reasons. One, I've never been to Alaska. By God's grace, I do believe this is true. There may be some weird workaround way where I haven't, but I believe I've been to all 50 states, save two, and that is Hawaii and Alaska. Don't really have a desire to go to Hawaii unless they drastically change their gun laws. I think they're probably as bad or worse than California. And Alaska. And I've always wanted to go to Alaska. I've just never been. The wife and I, one of the big reasons we're doing this neo-nomad thing We don't just want to live somewhere. We want to have a good idea of where we want to live. And we really, really liked coastal Oregon. I mean, wonderful. We spent the summer going up and down coastal Oregon. You think Oregon and you think Portland. Portland is nowhere on the coast of Oregon. It's far removed from the coast. Coastal Oregon is very much rugged and wild and beautiful. Started out at the very bottom and and went up to the very top from... Brookings up to Astoria, which I think is the southernmost city and the northernmost city. Traveled up the coast for the summer, and it was great. And it was wild and beautiful, and the climate was amazing. And the population density 
if you don't know, in Florida, to give you some idea, is like 400 and some people per square mile. In Oregon, it's 17. When I say city, I mean, I'm talking those cities are a couple of thousand people. I think maybe the biggest one that we were in Astoria or near, we weren't even in Astoria, but near it was 10,000 people. A lot of them were a few thousand. And a lot of the times we lived off grid, literally in the wilderness. If you're from the East Coast and you've never really had the liberty and pleasure of living off the land, you as a citizen of the United States are part owner of a giant swath of land, wilderness and national forests, and you can generally stay in them in one spot for up to 14 days. And we were doing that for quite a while, and I was loving it. Bathing in creeks, running around the woods, hunting and fishing, and just, it was great. Shortly after we left, because we had already planned to see my wife's family, they passed that 114 gun legislation in Oregon. So, that is what it is. I don't want to get political on the show, but most of the things that a lot of the firearms that I own, just normal firearms, would be illegal there. So so now what? Washington doesn't have the best gun laws. Maybe Oregon will reverse that. I took my wife after that to Idaho, and my wife really liked Idaho a lot more than I thought she would. We did go to Portland. She wanted to go there, and right pretty much right away she said this place, I forget her words, but she was not very pleased with Portland, and I totally was relieved to hear her say that but we went to Idaho and she really liked Idaho a lot more than I thought she was going to I I really like Idaho I've lived there several times northern part of the state southern part of the state all over I love Idaho so except for Alaska which we haven't been to Idaho is probably number one on our list right now probably northern Idaho I bought some maps and I plan to do an area study probably for patrons I may turn it into an episode but the exact details of bug out locations and area studies I'll probably do on maps for patrons if you want to get in on that mostly just to support the podcast go to patreon but anyway Idaho is probably number one on our list besides Alaska but we thought or I don't know how much she thought this but I thought this I really like the Pacific Northwest I like the ruggedness the wildness I like the climate I like the flora and the fauna I like the people per square mile ratio It's one of the places that I've been where I totally believe, I believe that God will take care of me. I've gone out in the Idaho wilderness with a Bible and a shotgun and and lived off the land, if you will. I really think that coastal Oregon with the population density and the amount of just abundant food there, we would just go out and forage for fun and just literally get bags of food in an hour, hour and a half of really good, wholesome food. That's not including hunting and fishing. It really, I think, is sustainable living off the land. I think it has a lot more flora and fauna per square mile even than Idaho. That said, the political landscape in Oregon took a turn. So I was thinking, we like this climate. Washington is really not known for being a bastion of personal liberty and freedom. What about Alaska? People think of Alaska as being really cold, and certainly parts of it are. There's a large chunk of Alaska that's north of the Arctic Circle. But there's a big chunk of Alaska, and you got to figure Alaska is bigger than California and Texas put together, and then quite a bit bigger than both those put together. The giant chunk of that that hangs down in the Pacific Northwest, it comes not all the way down to Washington, but it comes down pretty far. And we did spend some time in coastal Washington, which we also liked. So what if we could get that similar climate with more freedom? And I think Alaska is one of the 
maybe few places where a substantial part of the population actually does still live off the land, which is something I really like to do. So that's one of the big reasons we plan on going to Alaska. Not just going for a weekend, not just stopping on a cruise, but living there. Because I think if you're planning on moving somewhere and living somewhere, we're all strangers and pilgrims on the earth, but fairly permanently for an extended period of time, you probably should live there and spend more than a couple of days there. We're looking at going and living there. We're looking at going and traveling to the southeast part of Alaska, that part that hangs down, the part that generally doesn't get cold and freeze. Yes, there's parts of Alaska that, that are like that. So I just looked at the weather in Sitka, Alaska. Number one on my list of places I would like to, by God's grace, go in Alaska. Sitka's 34 degrees today. I mean, it's February. I looked up the temperature in Moscow, Idaho, which is one of the places I'd really consider looking at. Probably number one on my list. The Palouse Hills. Beautiful country. Or Idaho, and it's, I think, 20 degrees there today to give you some idea. And it's giant swaths of temperate rainforest in lower Alaska. I'm talking the Sitka area, Ketchikan, up into Skagway. But that whole area, just it seems to me to be beautiful. And granted, I've never been there. But going back to how we started the last frontier, I was I had this thought the other day when I was looking up stuff on Alaska. Because again, I've been dreaming about Alaska. Became a state in 1959. And there's probably quite a few people living around me right now that have been alive since before Alaska was a state. There's probably plenty of people living in Alaska were alive before Alaska was a state. To give you some idea. To give you some idea of the wild of Alaska. Florida, 400 and something people per square mile. Oregon, 17 people per square mile. Alaska, 1.3 as I'm looking at it right now. And by the testimony of two or three witnesses, a matter is established. Verify the numbers for yourself if you want, but it should be Roughly close, I think. 1.3 people per square mile. I like that number. Now, I like cities and stuff too. I've spent big chunks of my life in cities, as you might imagine. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Deuteronomy 28. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. But just as Jesus often withdrew, and he's supposed to be our living example, into desolate places, deserted places, so I like to withdraw by myself to desolate and deserted places. I don't apologize for that. Jesus often did that. I feel called to do that. I think it's healthy to remove a bunch of the distractions of the world, to be alone with God and be to be alone with yourself. I think solitude is one of those forgotten great things in life. Now it's not good for man to be alone. It's the first thing in the Bible God says is not good. It's not good for man to be alone. But just like you appreciate food more if you've been hungry, you might appreciate your fellow man more if you've been in that solitude. And anybody that's ever spent any time secluded in solitude, and I'm not talking about like COVID in your room, I'm talking about like you can't see a person, you can't see a house, you can't see a light that's not stars, sun, moon. That aloneness, that time apart, that time away, that time of introspection, being comfortable just with yourself alone. I think that's good and healthy. And I'm looking forward to that again. It seems like no matter where I go here in Florida, drive 
what I would consider pretty long distances, there's just people everywhere. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being around people, but it's hard to get somewhere and be alone where there's not a person. Even go to parks or what they designate as wilderness areas, and there's people around. Also, getting back to the living off the land, I love to hunt and fish if you listen to the bio. I have been a professional big game hunter and guide. I've hunted all over this beautiful country. But there are species in Alaska that you can really only hunt there unless you want to spend a whole lot of money. And I've hunted exotics, by God's grace. That was part of my job as a professional hunter and guide. We had exotics. We had African animals, European animals, Asian animals. And I've slain beasts. But Alaska has some great wild hunting opportunities. It also has some of the world's best, from what I understand, fishing opportunities. And I love to fish. It's one of the few, let's say, sustainable things I've been able to do here in Florida do quite a bit of fishing and hunting and fishing and foraging in Alaska I think will be fantastic that's something my wife she didn't she grew up pretty city and she's pretty country now but that's something we really enjoyed in Oregon in the Pacific Northwest was going out and foraging and Oregon has all kinds of flora that you can forage just an amazing amount it's kind of like a woods grocery store amount of stuff we collected and rose hips and blackberries and huckleberries and and cattails just to name a few and that's one thing I really like about Idaho is the hunting you know for an Idaho resident last time I lived there it was pretty affordable $40 for an elk tag less than $40 for an elk tag if I remember and $20 for a deer tag you know you could go and get an elk and a couple of deer and you know for one person that's pretty much a I wouldn't say a year's allotment of food, but it's a lot of meat. An elk and a couple of deer. Not to mention the fishing. There's a lot of great fishing in Idaho too. So I'm hoping, by God's grace, and you never know how that's going to pan out, but I'm hoping that it's like that, plus like Idaho and Oregon wrapped together with even more wild and freedom. So if you care about me and what I'm planning on doing, or if you have ever thought about it, maybe this calls to you, maybe you want to think about doing it as well. I'll tell you a little bit about, again, God willing, if he causes it to come to fruition, because without God, I can do nothing. But we plan on taking the ferry. We don't have to deal with Canada and all their anti-gun legislation. I do love Canada. It's beautiful, but the gun laws there just kind of kill it for me. I lived in Idaho on the Canadian border, and it's beautiful up there, but just the gun laws. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So God willing on these plans, they are take a ferry from Washington up to southeast Alaska. Again, Sitka is number one on my list. I'd like to spend at least a little bit of time there. But we're open to different things. We might check out Juneau or Ketchikan, Skagway. Then we want to spend at least a little bit of time up by Fairbanks, I think. And we don't really have a desire to live there but who knows and it's some place where my wife i think is high on her list I'd like to take a trip maybe up to hall road to check out some northern lights and hopefully do it on the cheap we initially were thinking we would bring the camper that's we live neonomadically we have a fairly small camper 21 feet 
it's how we've lived for quite a while now. But looking at the prices of that, and unless I'm missing something, my wife and I, we kind of do need internet access and things like that. For my wife more than me, if I get connected to the internet once every couple of days to upload episodes and stuff, I'd be good. But she needs good internet connection. Looking at the prices of RV parks there, they seemed astronomically high to the point where it didn't make sense to bring the camper and then pay something like 900 bucks or more a month for an RV spot. It seemed just that was our original plan, but it seems now to make more sense to just take the truck up there on the ferry, live out of the truck for short periods of time. Then maybe look on Craigslist for a rental and just see if we can do a month-to-month rental. If a city has a good deal, maybe we'll stay there for a month or two and then maybe go to another one. Again, hopefully by God's grace, we'll find a place that we want to live. But that's the again, God willing, general plan to go to Southeast Alaska, Sitka, Juneau, Skagway, and then maybe up into Fairbanks, but any of the cities around there. Who knows, maybe I'll find a place that I like even more than what's on my list. I did that in Oregon. I I really was looked on maps as far as being a prepper and a survivalist, which I don't apologize for being, and I thought one of the most survivable places as far as demographics and culture and the landscape and ability and abundance of resources was Brookings, Oregon. And I got there and Brookings was great. But then I found Gold Beach and Gold Beach was even better. So who knows what awesome things God has in store for us and hopefully we'll find some place really cool in Alaska. And as much as I don't really think Florida is the place for me, I love my wife. I told her if we lived in Alaska, then a couple of months in the winter, we could come back to spend time so she will get to see her nieces and nephews and stuff grow up that's important to her and my wife is important to me so anyway that is a rough idea of our plans if you care more about the hunting side i did a whole thing on alaska rifle i did the first part of that i plan on doing a second part of that it was all about picking criteria for an alaska hunting rifle and the general plan is i would love to hunt blacktail deer because i hunt mostly for meat and that seems to be a good fairly long season where I can go and spend a lot of time out in the wilderness because the number one thing I want to do is spend time with God and grow closer to God. That's the prime directive of of me and my life is to seek God, spend time with God, better understand God, grow in relationship with God. And if I happen to put meat on the table, that's great. And black-tailed deer seems like a pretty liberal season and limits and area in southeast Alaska, so I'd very much like to do that. Also, God willing, I would like to hunt moose and or caribou. One of those two species. Been in other states that had moose. I've just never had a moose tag. Also caribou. Maybe that instead of moose because if we decide we want to live in Idaho, hopefully sooner or later I could get a moose tag. Caribou, there's not a lot of places you can hunt caribou. So caribou would be cool too if we get up into that range, if we go to Fairbanks and maybe take a trip up the Hall Road. So what are some of the big takeaways from this? Because you may never want to go to Alaska. My dream might not be your dream. Well, number one, I'd say, do you still have a dream or have you given up on your dreams? I know the kind of drudgery that there can be living in that cubicle life. Living in a little apartment cube, a people hive, a little box, getting into another little mobile box to drive to a cubicle where you spend a big chunk of your day just to drive home in traffic in a car to get back to an apartment. I've been there. I've done that. Do you have a dream for something better if that's not what makes you happy? I hope that you do. And if you're in that, I've been there too. Hopefully use that time, just like Joseph in the Bible, the seven years of plenty. If you're making that 
decent big city money. Instead of spending it on frivolous things on Amazon that you probably don't need and a lot of times forget that you even wanted by the time you get them. I've been there too. Save up that money like Joseph in the time of plenty so that you can maybe put that towards what God is calling you to do. I mentioned doing the podcast full time and I have a great announcement by God's grace because everything that he gives me is a gift from him. What do I have that I did not first receive? We just hit over 10,000 downloads in 30 day period. That's a pretty big milestone. I remember when it was a couple of thousand, not that long ago. I thank God first and foremost and the patrons and you guys for listening. That's just downloads. I don't even know how many listens that is because I got to imagine a lot of people with good service that live in city suburbs don't download. They just listen. That's a great blessing. But still, it's it's not a giant ton of income. Nowhere close to like, let's say what a sergeant would make in the army or what is even close to the medium household income. But I saved up that money in the years of plenty, like Joseph, the seven years of plenty has allowed me to do this podcast and focus on it. And I trust in God. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I have faith that that will come to fruition. But in the meantime, it's good to have that. Again, just like Joseph, in the years of plenty, if you're in the city making that city money, are you spending it on frivolous stuff that's just a distraction that's not really going to fulfill you or help you get closer to a dream? Or are you saving it up for maybe a launching pad to help you? Just an overarching thought that you might glean from this episode, even if you have no desire to go to Alaska. Also, no matter where you are, I would say look at the benefits of solitude, getting away, getting alone. There's a lot of benefits to it. It's kind of like fasting. You may not even enjoy it at the time, but it bears fruit. You know, that was a big turning point in my life when I became a man. I stopped living for pleasure, thinking that pleasure was an important thing in life. Pleasure is fleeting, and pleasure does not lead to true joy and peace and happiness in life. A very clear example of that, look at a heroin addict. I've never done heroin, by God's grace, but no doubt when a heroin addict uses heroin, they feel a great amount of pleasure, a giant amount of pleasure. That's why they do it. But that, follow that, see where that, you know, what the Bible says, a tree is known by its fruit. Follow that heroin addict 10, 20 years in the future if they make it that long. It doesn't bring joy and peace and happiness. Sometimes delayed gratification and not living for pleasure, but living for God and the bigger things, that bears far better fruit than pleasure ever will true joy and peace and happiness and a fulfilled, abundant life. Maybe look at some of those things. That solitude is a big one. Maybe fasting. Whatever it is, maybe that is a bigger thing you can glean from this episode if you have no desire to ever go to Alaska. Anyway, just some wrapping up thoughts here that hopefully you can glean from and learn from. What I consider one of the prime directives of this podcast, for me, I'm humbled to be able to serve you. Make godly men strong and strong men godly. I do this podcast to serve. I've had jobs where they paid a lot more money or had a lot more prestige or whatever, wore a fancy suit, had an office with my name on a plaque. But I do this to serve you guys. If you like that, you appreciate that, you want to support the podcast because you think the message, you think this kind of content is something that's needed. Think of it, I think the term in vogue has been for a decade or so, that paying it forward. 
I'm giving you this content in hopes that you'll say, yes, I see value in that content. And you'll step up and contribute to help grow the podcast, make it better, more impactful. If you want to do that, goodshepherdtraining.com or there's a Patreon link in the show notes. Patreon is the number one way you can support the podcast. I want you to support because you believe in it and again, and because you think this content is worth something and you want to want to support that and be a part of that. Be an active participant instead of a passive listener. Also, patrons get some pretty cool insider content. You can go to my Patreon page even if you're not a patron. Some of that stuff will be open to the public, but a lot of that stuff is private. But it should give you a little flavor of what's in there. And you might think that's worth being a part of. I'm very blessed and humbled to be a part of the Patreon group and the Patreon chat. I consider myself a servant. And iron sharpens iron. We're a bunch of by God's grace, like-minded men on there helping each other be better and stronger. Anyway, if you want to support Patreon, there should be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're a listener and you want to support the podcast and you live in Southeast Alaska, I'd love to hear from you. And anybody really that wants to contact me, you can contact me at goodshepherdtraining.com. But you might be able to be a, a great help and guidance to me if you live in Southeast Alaska. And again, goodshepherdtraining.com. With that, I'm going to start wrapping up the episode. Tactical tip of the day. I don't like to mention products, but if I'm thinking of one and it's a really good one, it doesn't cost a ton of money. Those exchangeable blade butchering knives for hunting and wild game. Outdoor Edge is a big one. Havilon also. I've used both as a professional big game hunter and guide. Part of that was butchering anything from bison to elk to fallow deer. I've done quite a bit of butchering of wild game. Of both those brands, I prefer the Havilon. The Outdoor Edge does have some advantages. you really got to be careful if your hands are bloody and nasty and you're exchanging a blade on a Havilon. I think the Outdoor Edge has a better system for that. But quality and size-wise, I really like Havilon. But either one of them, if you are planning on butchering quite a bit of game, yes, I can sharpen a knife, and yes, I can sharpen a knife in the backcountry. But really, it's so handy to just have a couple of those like scalpel-type blades. They weigh very little. And, you know, it's getting dark, you're cold, whatever the case may be. It's so nice to just be able to pop out an old blade and put in a fresh, just super sharp blade if you're trying to do any kind of fine work. I still like to have a good go-to knife, whether it's a good fixed blade or a good classic, my number one recommendation, Buck 110 Slim. For doing some beefier work, some deboning or stuff like that, but for doing a lot of the cutting, it's really nice to have just a razor sharp knife. It's really nice if that knife gets dull to just pop out that blade and pop on a new one and you have a fresh, super sharp knife again. Again, it's getting dark, you're cold, you're exhausted, you still have miles and miles to pack out who knows how many pounds of meat. It's nice to just have access to quick, sharp blades. So those Havilon blades, fishing, hunting, butchering, they're fantastic. I think they're meant to be single-use, but when we were guiding one of the guides, he would just collect up the blades that we had and resharpen them if you wanted more blades. And you can resharpen them if you wanted to just collect them if you did quite a bit of butchering. You can sharpen them. They'll sharpen like any other blade. You could have a little, I don't know if film canisters are still a thing, but a similar container to a film canister. I guess that kind of dates me, how old I am. But you could just put them in there somewhere safe. And then collect a bunch of them, just put them somewhere safe behind the sink or something. And then when you get a dozen or so, just sharpen them all at once. 
Anyway, those Havilon and or Outdoor Edge knives are really, really cool. You might look at getting one of them if you do any kind of, even if it's not wild game, even if you're a homesteader and you butcher sheep or goats or chicken, they're really, really handy and they make very fine, precise cuts. Anyway, with that, the tactical verse of the day. I talked about a lot in this episode, if God wills. This verse is coming from James chapter 4. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. What a good scripture. And as I mentioned, there's other scripture. We are all strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Also, it is written, and you are not your own, for you are bought at a price. And another Apart from me, you can do nothing. This life, I truly believe I am a servant of God. This life, whatever I have, whatever it is, doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. And it's a better life that way. He knows me better than I know myself. And he knows what's better for me than my own desires and wantings. He knows what's best for me. I trust that. I try and live my life that way. And I hope that you do too. With that, men, thanks for listening. And have a blessed day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.